Hi everyone. Welcome to this episode of Sojourn of Souls. This one is ta-da-da-da, our one dozenth. And yes, I made up the word dozenth. So thank you all for joining us on this rather semi-auspicious occasion. We also hope that all the dads out there had a wonderful Father's Day. God bless and keep all of you. As always, we send out a special hello to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton and St. Henry Catholic Parishes, and to all of you fellow sojourners from across the country and the world. We send out our heartfelt appreciation for joining us as we seek to follow the path of truth that guides us through our earthly life and leads us to our eternal home. We hope you are finding that traveling along with us is useful, and if you do, that you will follow us and share our podcast with family and friends, or even total strangers. Now, I'll tell you a little secret. We are not a big budget operation, so our only PR is done by you, our dear listeners. Please don't be shy about spreading the word. By this time, you have figured out that Deacon Tim Vaughn is still not 100%, although I would say he may be approaching 88.5 and is feeling stronger and healthier with each passing day. Please continue to keep him in your prayers. So once again, here I am, Linda Hurley, church lady from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, and I am delighted to be able to stand in for Deacon Tim, for this episode. Hopefully, all of you have had the chance to read The Lord of the Rings or seen the movies. If not, then you really should. The Lord of the Rings has much to recommend it. Like this pithy quote from Elrond, the Elf King, to Gandalf the Wizard. Our list of allies grows thin. Though his words were written decades ago, They seem to ring true in our own day and age as well. Who do we trust and who can we rely on in this oftentimes twisted up world where, as the prophet Isaiah says in chapter 5, verse 20, there are those who call evil good and good evil, put darkness for light and light for darkness, put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Ooh, I believe I've met some folks like the one Isaiah describes. Bet you have too. The spirit of the age seems to be winning every battle. But don't despair, we do have an ally whose name means who is like God. He is a trustworthy and reliable warrior in spiritual combat and we are going to explore a beautiful way to ask for not only his aid, but also the assistance of all the nine heavenly choirs of angels. But before we head off to the heavenly realm, let's join in praying the prayer that Jesus taught us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now a bit of news for those in the pews. One of the long-time traditions of St. Elizabeth's and St. Henry's uh, is summer canoe trips. Please sign up right away to ensure your spot. Adult volunteers are needed to make this possible. Following is the canoe schedule for the summer of 2022, subject to weather and river conditions. Saturday, June 25th, Thursday, July 7th, Saturday, July 16th, Tuesday, July 26th, and Saturday, August 6th. Stay tuned. There will be more information on the parish website soon. And sign-up sheets are in the St. Elizabeth's Vestibule and the St. Henry's Parish Hall. Again, adult volunteers will be needed to make each voyage possible. By the way, the first trip was very successful. Okay, time to turn to our main topic. I reckon that anyone not living under a rock has noticed that there seems to be a lot of evil afoot in the world nowadays. If you doubt it, all you have to do is tune into a news program for a couple of minutes. Icky, right? For each act of goodness, there seem to be ten that are downright wicked. It is easy to feel a sense of helplessness when confronted with such darkness. In the face of our powerlessness, it's essential to remember the words of St. Paul in Ephesians 6.12. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. St. Paul tells us that above all, we face a spiritual battle with diabolical forces, one that can have real physical and emotional consequences and ultimately affect our eternal souls. However, it's hard to remember this fact when many of the people around us, maybe even those we love, don't even believe in the existence of evil or demons or angels fighting all around us for the prize of our souls. One side wanting to win the battle so that they can drag us down to hell for eternal damnation, and the other side wanting to win to take us up to heaven for eternal bliss and happiness. But as believers, we know that this is a life or death battle with an enemy that definitely should be taken seriously. After all, its outcome is an eternal one. So, how can we exert spiritual resistance to fight and win over the darkness? I have good news. We don't need to battle alone. In fact, we cannot defeat evil on our own. Here is where we need a powerful ally. Perhaps the Prince of the Heavenly Host, for instance. Bishop Robert Barron described the immense spiritual force of this archangel, saying, Michael, 
is invariably depicted in the armor of a warrior, for he is the general of the angelic army that stood athwart the legions of Lucifer, who had dared to arrogate to himself the prerogatives of God. He fought not with sword and spear, but with the unanswerable challenge of his own name, Micael, meaning who is like God. Bishop Barron has also offered practical ways to fight against the power of evil in the world and combat the devil. He said, the weapons we have are the Mass, the Eucharist, Confession, the Sacraments, the Saints. In other words, the whole stuff of the Church you might construe as the weapons that we can use in the battle against the dark powers. The Chaplet of St. Michael the Archangel, also known as the Rosary of the Angels, is such a weapon. The history of this chaplet goes back to the 1750s when a devout servant of God, Antonio de Astocnac, a Portuguese Carmelite nun, had a private vision of St. Michael. He indicated to Sister Antonia that he would like to be honored and God glorified by the praying of nine special salutations to the nine choirs of angels. These were approved by Pope Pius IX in 1851. St. Michael promised that whoever would practice this devotion in his honor would have his assistance as well as an escort of nine angels chosen from each of the nine choirs when approaching Holy Communion. In addition, for those who would recite the chaplet daily, he promised his continual assistance and that of all the holy angels during earthly life. Praying the chaplet daily gradually defeats demons and grants a pure heart, which after death delivers the devotee from purgatory. These blessings also extend to all the relations of the devotee. Now, let's examine these nine choirs of angels and what their roles are. C.S. Lewis once opined that one would need to grasp at least seven dimensions to even begin to understand angels. Simply put, angels are spiritual beings created by God, naturally invisible to the human eye, but all around us and constantly carrying out the tasks God has given them. Each is created for a particular purpose. St. Paul writes about angels in his letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verse 16. For in him were all things created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominations or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and in him. The Old Testament adds cherubim and seraphim, in multiple places. And archangels are named both in the New Testament, Gabriel and Michael, for instance, and the Old Testament, again, Michael and Raphael. 
Traditionally, angels are categorized into nine choirs or ranks. These divisions are named for the angels found in both the Old and New Testament scriptures, as in the examples I just mentioned. Pope St. Gregory the Great, very helpfully, put all these choirs into a single list. In one of his homilies, he stated, We know on the authority of Scripture that there are nine orders of angels, namely angels, archangels, virtues, powers, principalities, dominations, thrones, cherubim, and seraphim. It is believed that each of these choirs was given a specific task by God. Theologian and philosopher Dr. Peter Kreeft gives a nice summary of these different choirs and their roles in his book, Angels and Demons. He says, The first three levels see and adore God directly. The seraphim, the highest choir, comprehend God with maximum clarity, and therefore their love flames the hottest. In fact, seraphim means the burning ones. Lucifer, the light bearer, was once one of them. That's why he's still very powerful and dangerous. The cherubim contemplate God too, but less in himself than in his providence. Cherubim means fullness of wisdom. The thrones contemplate God's power and judgments. The thrones symbolize judicial power. The next three choirs fulfill God's providential plans for the universe, like middle management personnel. The dominations or dominions, meaning authority, command the lesser angels below them. The virtues receive their orders from the dominations and run the universe, so to speak, especially the heavenly bodies. Virtue used to mean power, might, or energy. The powers serve the virtues by fighting against evil influences that oppose the virtue's providential plan. The last three choirs directly order human affairs. The principalities care for earthly principalities, that is, cities and nations and kingdoms. The archangels, such as Gabriel, carry God's important messages to man. Ordinary angels are the guardian angels, one for each individual. This traditional ordering of angels is an accepted Catholic belief. Though not part of official church dogma, St. Thomas Aquinas is another church theologian who found these different choirs of angels throughout Scripture and sought to find a coherent way to arrange them. Aquinas devotes an entire question in his Summa Theologiae to this concept. The summary that I just read by Dr. Kreeft relies in part on St. Thomas Aquinas' writing on this subject. I do want to note that although the angels are near the very bottom of the heavenly hierarchy, St. Michael is the exception to this ordering. His place is over all the angels as prince of the seraphim. He is described as the chief of princes 
and Prince of the Heavenly Host. Due to his leadership of the forces of heaven in their triumph over Satan and his followers. Tradition recognizes four offices of St. Michael. First, to fight against Satan. Second, to rescue the souls of the faithful from the power of the enemy, especially at the hour of death. Third, to be the champion of God's people. And fourth, to call away from earth and bring people's souls to judgment. Now, I'd like to describe the St. Michael Chaplet itself and how it is prayed. The Chaplet of St. Michael begins with an act of contrition said on the St. Michael medal. Then there are nine salutations, each recognizing the choirs of angels. The salutations can be preceded or followed by an Our Father and three Hail Marys. Finally, one Our Father is praised to honor each of the scriptural archangels, Saints Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and the guardian angel. A prayer to St. Michael concludes the chaplet. The chaplet itself consists of 40 beads, 35 of which are arranged in a circle connected to a medal, often one of Our Lady Queen of the Angels. It is she to whom the angels carry our prayers. Our Lady then conveys them through her Immaculate Heart to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and thus to the very throne of Almighty God. The remaining five beads of the chaplet hang in a row with a medal of St. Michael the Archangel at its end. A traditional chaplet will have nine different bead colors, with each choir of angels represented by its own color, four beads for each of the nine choirs. The first four beads after the St. Michael's medal are skipped initially, and the first salutation begins with the fifth bead. The salutations progress around the chaplet in a counterclockwise fashion. All the salutations begin in the same way, by the intercession of St. Michael and the celestial choir of. This opening phrase is followed by the name of the choir being addressed. These are the specific salutations. The choir of seraphim may the Lord make us worthy to burn with the fire of perfect charity. Choir of the cherubim, may the Lord grant us the grace to leave the ways of sin and run in the paths of Christian perfection. Choir of thrones, may the Lord infuse into our hearts a true and sincere spirit of humility. Choir of dominions, may the Lord give us grace to govern our senses and overcome any unruly passions. Choir of powers, may the Lord protect our souls against the snares and temptations of the devil. Choir of virtues, may the Lord preserve us from evil and falling into temptation. Choir of principalities, may God fill our souls with a true spirit of obedience. Choir of archangels, May the Lord give us perseverance in the faith and in all good works in order that we may attain the glory of heaven. Choir of angels, 
May the Lord grant us to be protected by them in this mortal life and conducted hereafter to eternal glory. The final four beads that hang down from the chaplet are used to pray an Our Father for each of the archangels, Gabriel, Raphael, and Michael. The final bead is used to pray an Our Father in honor of our own guardian angel. The concluding prayers to St. Michael are said while holding his medal at the end of the chaplet. One can complete the entire chaplet in half an hour or less, depending on how long one is led to meditate on each salutation, so it doesn't require an excessive commitment of time. I have found that the benefits far outweigh the time invested. Knowing that the angels in heaven have my back, knowing they are supplying strength, encouraging virtue, helping me to persevere in the faith, and are not only shielding me, but also protecting me from evil, instills a greater confidence, bravery, sense of freedom, and appreciation for the beauty of my present life as I look forward to the life to come. And I find that my helplessness, frustration, and anxiety melt away as the angels draw close around me, fighting on my behalf. So, now that you know about the Chaplet of St. Michael and the heavenly choirs of angels, perhaps you will want to try praying the Chaplet of St. Michael too. It's an excellent weapon in our arsenal against the devil and the powers of darkness. There are many Catholic companies that carry St. Michael's chaplets. Handmade ones can be found at Etsy, and even Amazon has them. Be sure that the chaplet that, uh, that you get comes with prayers and salutations. Most chaplets are accompanied by at least a small instructional leaflet. If it doesn't, you'll need to buy one that contains the prayers. They're very inexpensive. And here's a hint. You can also find the prayers online. You're welcome. Let us close with a prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, followed by a Hail Mary for her encouragement of and protection over all the fathers out there. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O glorious Prince St. Michael, Chief and Commander of the Heavenly Hosts, guardian of souls, vanquisher of rebel spirits, servant in the house of the divine king and our admirable conductor. You who shine with excellence and superhuman virtue, deliver us from all evil, who turn to you with confidence and enable us by your gracious protection to serve God more and more faithfully every day. Pray for us, O glorious St. Michael, Prince of the Church of Jesus Christ, that we may be made worthy of his promises. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us. Please watch for our next episode when, God willing, we will have Deacon Tim back. Until then, remember the words of the Lord Jesus, wide is the road to destruction. 
So we remind you, as always, to stay on the path as we pray that St. Raphael, the Archangel of Travelers, God speed you on your sojourn.